Hey everyone, welcome to Banter or Not, and I'm your host, Imanola. How's everybody doing? And hope everyone enjoyed Valentine's Day. I purposely just went so quiet on Valentine's because I am single to stupor. I don't know if I am searching, not necessarily. I mean, I'm of age, I'm in my late 20s, but I'm not searching. If love happens and finds me, then fine. Um, I had to log off Instagram on Valentine's Day. I mean, my own personal Instagram because the tension was too much. All these couples and relationship people did not even let, they didn't even let me breathe. Literally, every post here is red, 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 love. Like, guys, come on, let us breathe. Let's hear what. Why is why are you trying to tension us? I understand that we've been asking God consistently if we are his stepdaughter, but not on this day. Please let God rest. I decided to let God rest. I didn't even want to start dragging him and disturbing him because of all these relationship people and the tension that they were giving me. So I logged off my own personal Instagram, even though I still saw a lot of posts that had to do with Valentine's Day because... I work in social media and PR, so it's kind of hard for me not to see other posts in the Explorer, you know, just different places on Instagram or on social media generally. And as much as, oh, I'm just being, um, would I say, annoying in the sense that, oh, leave, uh, I know couple people, coupled up people will say, why is this single people beefing us? I'm not beefing anybody. I'm not angry at anybody. In fact, I hope you enjoyed your Valentine's Day. I hope your boo did not have a boo. I hope your boo is not the boo of the bulles. I hope your boo does not think that you are not dating them or you are, or I hope you are dating your boo and your boo is dating you. I hope you enjoyed Valentine's Day and I also hope that nobody was pressured because I know there was so much going on on that day and trust me, a lot of people would have gotten pressured by the kind of gift that was displayed on social media and so many things. I hope nobody was pressured and in as much as I really have never really experienced a Valentine's Day as a coupled person before because I've never really had, I've never had a Valentine's so I wouldn't know if I would like to celebrate it as a couple take your person out your lover or your partner out on a date kind of day or it's just a uh, regular day like everyone or some people like me who are single think it is but i feel like if it's important to the person that you're with then i think you should make an effort and celebrate it and if you guys decide that you don't want to do anything good for you however if it's the only day in the year that you have to look forward to and just see that um is your relationship working? Just I'm just saying, that means your relationship is not working. Like, if that's the only day you look forward to to celebrate with your partner, then my dear brother or sister or auntie or uncle, I beg, find your actual partner. Find the actual love of your life because this person is not the love of your life. Okay, that said, I had to just address Valentine's people because it seemed like I was beefing. But I'm not beefing, honestly. This is me just pouring out my mind. So um what have everyone what has everyone been doing lately apart from valentine's day with your weekends with your time like me for example i'm still still working from home and doing a lot of freelance work which gives me so much time to watch a lot of netflix movies i feel like watching netflix is actually what i majorly did during the lockdown last year think that i'm not even on lockdown i'm not i'm obviously there's no lockdown in the uae but Going out is now a sport for me. I feel like I have the same set of joggers and t-shirt that I wear anytime I want to go out just because I just don't want to dress up anymore. I'm just so comfy in my 
joggers i don't wear pjs in the house so i would have said in my pjs but i don't wear pjs in the house i only wear pjs when i want to sleep and when i wake up in the morning i take off my pjs even if i'm not going to shower immediately this is me so i wouldn't say i wear my pjs around the house or basically my joggers or my you know sweatpants and stuff like that but anyway i've been watching so much netflix movies and to be honest as much as well that's what i did during lockdown i've seen actually like a lot of um series or movies that are actually caught my attention well apart from be watching every episode of modern family which is basically what i do every single day so if i'm not re-watching an episode of modern family then probably i'm watching a different movie and one movie that really really caught my attention and i actually think it gained a lot of recognition worldwide was the white tiger so now the white tiger is like a thought-provoking kind of satire because it actually is a story of you know rags to riches or like how they say of uh, on the um, from grass to grace so it's basically uh adaptation of a book yes it is actually a book adaptation and funny thing is if i actually um most times when i actually like read adaptations is oh sorry most times when i watch adaptations i would have um in like ten thousand scenarios read the book first however i had not initially read the novel by aravind adiga i'm not sure if i pronounced his name properly i'm so sorry if i didn't but basically it just takes you you know through uh it it it, it shows you know life through the eyes of a lower class servant so basically it's a story of from grass to grace you know when the underdog who had no hope or who thought they had no hope of becoming somebody in life or becoming rich eventually pushes through obstacles pushes through the system and everything and eventually triumphs and becomes whatever it is that they wanted to be however this is not your regular slum dog millionaire kind of story whereby you know the 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 protagonist <laughs> actually event, um you know goes for a million million rupees show and then wins i think what was it 10 million rupees he won in slumdog millionaire and he eventually became rich this is not the typical everyone is struggling and eventually becomes happy story this is not the typical a poor poor person meets a rich person and then the rich person out of the goodness of his heart decides to help the poor person and then the poor person becomes rich or becomes somebody in life this is quite different this is very 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 thought provoking this is like it shows the greed the corruption in the system it shows how the rich people in the society or the upper class would do anything and i mean anything if i would say anything humanely possible however they'll do anything legal or illegal just to stay rich it shows how the society dictates people's class or not even necessarily the society like basically once you are in a certain class you are expected you are supposed to remain in that class because you are conditioned to feel like you are not supposed to even advance to a different level you know when you say you accept your fate basically that's how it is it shows how when they say 
the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer. This is how it is. So basically, if you are born into a low class, you remain in the low class. And if you are born into the upper class, you do everything within your power to stay in the upper class. So this is kind of how the story is. And because I would not and I do not want to give spoilers to people who, for some strange reason in this world, have still not watched or seen the movie. So I'm not going to give any spoilers away. You understand? It's just basically taking us to the journey of Baram, who was the protagonist in the story. And just like I, everything I explained and everything I mentioned, and how he had to go through means how ambitious he really was and had to go through different means just to become somebody in life so at the beginning obviously you love balram he tells his story in such a comical way however you can feel his emotions when he's angry you can feel the rage in his voice when he's sad you can feel the rage sorry the sadness in his voice and when he's happy you can also feel the laughter you fall in love with him you laugh at his jokes at a point you hate him but at the end of the movie you can't really judge him you can't really judge his last decisions you can't really judge his final decisions you understand that sometimes even people who come from any class in life actually just have you know a good heart but when people treat them a certain way or when life does certain things to them they eventually change the kind of people that they are. And despite them doing things that they have to do, you know, to survive, it doesn't make them bad people at the end of the day. And this movie really, really spoke to me, honestly, because I just felt like, you know, I started to wonder, like, why haven't we, you know, released something of this nature in Nollywood? And Nollywood, by the way, is Nigeria's, movie industry and when i say why haven't we released something like this in in hollywood for example i read an article on bella niger a couple of weeks ago and i i i didn't okay so when i say i read i I think i I just came through it when basically i came across an article a couple of weeks ago that talked about how it's always in you know in in it's always the maybe the gatekeeper or the help that are the comedians in most Nigerian movies. Why is it that in Hollywood movies, the gate man is the comedic character? Why is it that the house help is the comedic character? Why can't you actually use real people with real emotions? Are they always happy? Or is it that they are just contented or they are not, not even necessarily contented? They're just, you know, they've just accepted the condition that they are in. And so they decide to, you know, suffer and smile as i would like to put it because nigerians always suffer and smile and this is something that i would actually talk about on a different day but why is it that being in the lower class who the, the servants the gatekeepers the lower class workers others that are in the lower class why is it that they make them appear to look like they are happy with their lives what if just like i said initially we fell in love with balram we we laughed at his jokes he was funny he was witty we loved him for that what if this is how these people feel but they are also going to do anything necessary to get to the top while i have never been to india before 
and i actually wish to go to india someday i feel like in this light nigeria i feel like india and nigeria actually have a lot of similarities i know that a lot of people will beg to differ i know a lot of people will disagree i know a lot of people will actually feel like i don't know what i'm talking about but trust me i do know what i'm talking about the class system is put in place for a reason it might not be put in place because it, it, uh, to divide people but really it is what it's doing but it literally is put in place by the upper class so that the rich remains rich and the poor continue to become poor the system is put in the, in place such that even if you have some kind of standards even if you have some kind of morals that you decide to stick to i mean it's fine you should at a point when you actually really need it the most you'd look for loopholes in the system to favor you this is what our politicians do every day the story also shows us how they had to continuously bribe politicians these same politicians that promised that this is what they are going to do and that is what they are going to do these same politicians that you feel like they are the savior but in the true sense they are literally worse than you actually think they are this is real life this is how it really is this is how it is really depicted so i don't understand why we can't actually sit down understand how other people think apart from us there's the upper class there is the lower class there is the middle class who are like a thousand naira away from falling into the up- lower class rather and the society has made it just you know st- this sorry the society has made it stay like that and when I say why are the stories not coming up, I'm not talking about all those kind of Nollywood village movies where a rich girl meets a prince and she marries a prince and then she's elevated from poverty. Or I'm not talking about stories whereby um, a rich girl meets a poor guy, she marries him, elevates him from poverty. No, 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 no. That's not the kind of storyline I'm talking about. I'm talking about real storyline. I'm talking about the fact that, remember when Balram said something like, do we love our masters behind the facade of love or do we love them behind the facade of loathing? So fine, we see that all all the lower class people are depicted as comedic characters. Is this how they truly feel? I understand that a lot of people, especially we Nigerians, like to just look at things on the surface. We like to judge things based on our moral standards. We like to judge things based on our own religion without actually openly looking at things the way they should be, things the way they actually are. And that alone can ruin how a society is. And yes, 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 yes. Some people might argue that if the class is not put in place, then there will be so much chaos in the society. Understandable. You said there will be so much chaos. But why is it that that same system, why is it that, (sighs) sorry, I needed to catch my breath. Why is it that that same system exist to put people in a certain box just like i mentioned earlier that the middle class is literally just a thousand naira away from falling into a lower class and the funny thing is 
a middle class man will continue to struggle for his daily bread, will continue to struggle from hand to mouth, will continue to struggle and just to make sure that that extra 1,000 naira, it doesn't necessarily need to be 1,000 naira, but that that extra 1,000 naira has to always be in his account just so that he doesn't hit rock bottom. So if you are in low class, if you are in the lower class, you stay there. If you are a servant, you stay as a servant. Except some miracle happens. Except you win a million naira. Except you steal somebody's money. You see how I'm going from, oh, maybe it's share luck. Or you just have to take the illegal or criminal route. So you might either steal someone, steal someone's money or like Balram. Go ahead and do something like as bad as what he did to his boss. I'm not going to use that kind of word. As bad as what he did to his boss just to make money. Does that make you a terrible person? Does that make you a wicked person? Or is it just the way the society has conditioned your mind? And back in Nigeria, when the whole... And SARS happened in, I think, October 2020. And obviously, there was first peaceful protest. And then, eventually, the government decided to hire the lower class. So now, here's the thing. The middle class children, I'll call them children, the middle class millennials were the ones who came out to protest. Forgetting the fact that the government, the politicians are in the upper class. The middle class are protesting. Now, the ones in the lower class only know that they are getting their daily bread. However, they, however, whichever means they decide to get it. So basically saying, if somebody comes, give you a thousand naira, give you 500 naira, whatever the person wants you to do at that moment is what you're going to do. Because you don't know if that's the only 500 naira you're going to get in a week or in a month. And so when people ask questions like, how do people sell their votes because of a bag of rice or because of oil? How can, how can these people sleep at night? And I say these people sleep at night with their two eyes closed because they don't even know when their next meal is going to come. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. So the protest was happening. What happened to the lower class people? I'll tell you what happened. The upper class people got to them before the middle class people could even think. See, the middle class people are the open thinkers. They are the liberal-minded ones. They are the woke people. They are so woke to the point that they don't see that this system is the way this system is. They are the people that will always want to go through the right route. They are the people who would not want to cut corners. But let me tell you something, especially as a Nigerian. If you decide that, yes, I want to do something as illegal as possible, I want to be legal, it's good to be legal. I'm not saying do anything illegal. Don't. But I remember this time when I had to go and, like, do, I think maybe I wanted to go to, like, a government office to, like, get an uh, um, a stamp or something or to attest some of my results. I can't remember what it was exactly. And I would see people who were literally, like, at the back of the queue just come forward, drop couple of na- thousand of nairas and then they will just be attended to before us on the queue or a certain officer 
who is higher than the people in the office that who are supposed to attend to us will just call call them and be like oh attend to this person because this person knows me this is what we call connection if you don't have connection you are on your own you are literally on your own like oyo so back to what i was saying the government officials the upper class people got to the to the lower class of people you know made them pay them god knows how much maybe 500 naira or gave them bags of rice who knows and then made them disrupt the protest that was going on and everyone kept saying we are fighting for you we are all fighting for the same cause look understandable we or the people who are middle class are fighting for something that is long term it's not is if you decide to fight for better nigeria it's not going to happen overnight so if you're fighting for something that is long term these people want something that will happen now right now they don't know where their next meal is coming from and you're telling them that we want to fight for your children's tomorrow who are you kidding and so it got to the point where they got angry they started looting they started busting people's shops stealing people's goods even people who are literally just trying to survive from whatever it is they are whatever business it is they are running started looting people's shops started you know making and then it literally became a total mess there was so much chaos on the streets they were burning stuff and people started to wonder how this is happening it's happening because the divide is crazy it's insane and everyone always wants to make it seem like everything is nice everyone is happy everyone is rosy so you can't tell me that in a nollywood movie these people are the same comedians that you depict them to be it's not possible come on who are we kidding who are we kidding let's be realistic like, like why can't we actually do things and create realistic you know content create create realistic stories why and you wonder why the movie the white tiger would actually gain so much recognition huh. i just know that nigeria's nollywood has a long way to go and i'm not just saying this because oh this is for nollywood i'm just saying this because see nobody is better than anybody as far as i am concerned every human is equal yes our reasoning is different yes our thinking faculty is different obviously our level of education is different our level of exposure is different but that doesn't mean what i see on a daily basis like i see people who maltreat their helps i see people who beat up rape do a lot of inhumane things to their helps and you are trying to tell them that these are the same people who are comedians in nigerian movies i actually want actually was on the was on the social media rant a couple of days ago because someone was arguing with me about something like this and said oh we shouldn't you know show stories like this and i'm wondering what stories do you want us to tell then this is reality i'm i'm tired of the media i'm tired of the movies or nollywood itself painting pictures that does not exist especially that we are already going international let people understand our reality and we are the same ones who actually get pissed off when the mainstream media hollywood per se 
makes movies about Africa and shows us as people who live with lions or in huts. If this is how they see us to be, yes, let's make nice movies and show that we live in cities, we ride big cars. Honestly, I feel like that kind of stuff, just leave it to their imagination. The same way we are trying to tell them or tell the media that this isn't, or tell the world, the rest of the world, that this is the way we are, this is the way we actually live. It's the same way that you should also make people understand that not everyone, see, not everybody in Africa is a king and queen. There are people who literally live from their hand to mouth. There are people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. And there are people who are so greedy, so corrupt, that they will make sure, literally, they will make sure on their lives that the system remains that way. This was not a review of The White Tiger, by the way. But I just had to somehow, somehow relate because I was, I, I had so many thoughts in my head when I watched that movie. And honestly, at the end of the movie, even despite Baram's actions, I still could not judge him because he wasn't a terrible person. Because even after he did what he did, he was still, you know, he, he still tried to be a, a good person. He still tried to be better. Sometimes situations just make us do things that we didn't even imagine ourselves doing. Was he remorseful? Yes, he was. Was that his only way to succeed? <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. Because I would it's not it's not a true life story, but even if it was, because it's something that can actually happen. You don't know what would have been going through his mind at that point. But what I would just say is that I feel like he was in a way exerting some kind of revenge in advance for what would eventually happen to his family. And so that's why he did what he did. Did he have to do what he did? No. But he's ambitious. He wanted to get somewhere. And he knew that he would remain in a certain position in life if he didn't do something different. If he doesn't go through a different route. There are people amongst us who really never imagined ourselves tipping somebody or bribing somebody just to get by, just to get through. But we do it anyway. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Banter or Not. Today's episode doesn't necessarily mean, oh, we have to learn some kind of lesson or not. If you have learned a lesson, I'm glad you have. But honestly, I actually feel like I sounded like I was just ranting, ranting all through. Hopefully, you learned a thing or two from what I said. And if you have any contributions, please drop a comment. If you have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, send me an email on banter or not. That's B-A-N-T-A-R-O-R-N-O-T at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram on banter or not. That is B-A-N-T-E-R-O-R-N-O-T. This is where I hang my boot and I say bye.